We're not going to get drunk off our food, but we're definitely going to talk about fermenting it right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We are a listener-supported show, so come join us on Patreon at Backyard Gardens. Come join us on Teespring to get you some t-shirts and all that good stuff. We have an Amazon list below that has a whole food preservation section. If you buy from that, it'll help us out, not cost you any extra. Or you can just subscribe to us on YouTube. It's totally free, and you can see our smiling faces. And if you're on YouTube, thanks. Let us know if you ferment. Do you do any fermenting? I am fermenting as we speak. Not me and I was going to say, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fermenting is something that I've, uh, so we haven't gone through the list of the things I'm nervous about for these methods. So fermenting has been one. I have been slow to, to try it because of the idea of what if I poison myself? It's a good reason. I mean, it's definitely a risk. Well, thanks. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I am fermenting. I'm making sauerkraut. Yep. Um, and it's funny enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get sauerkraut on every, you know, hot dog or something I eat. But I feel like let me try this. You know, this could be something that we know that. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself about the benefits of fermented food. I'm gonna get into yes, that. Yes, I, I am fermenting. And I look to enjoy it. Yeah, it's. Um, I definitely do some fermenting as well. Not as much as I should. Maybe I don't know. Maybe by the end of this mm. episode, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you said, it adds nutrition to your food. And I think this is the only method that mm. adds nutrition to your food. So let me start by reading the National Center for Home Food Preservation. Excerpt on is it excerpt or excerpt? Whatever for excerpt fermenting PT. Um, Mm -hmm. Fermentation was not invented, but rather discovered. No doubt that the first beer was discovered when a few grains of barley were left in the rain. Opportunistic microorganisms fermented the starch-derived sugars into alcohols. So too can be said about fruits fermented into wine cabbage into kimchi or sauerkraut and so on the skill of ancient peoples to observe harness and encourage these fermentations are admirable some anthropologists believe that mankind settled down from nomadic wanderers into farmers to grow barley to make beer in roughly 10,000 bc beer was nutritious and alcohol was divine it was treated as a gift from the gods Fermentation was valuable food preservation method. It only it not only could preserve foods, but it also created more nutritious foods and was used to create palatable foods from less than desirable ingredients. Microorganisms responsible for fermentations can produce vitamins as they ferment. This produces a more nutritious end product from the ingredients. There's a lot in that, and there's a couple things I want to unpack when we're ready. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> there was a part about, um, first of all, 10,000 BC people started making beer is crazy. And this is coming, <laughs> I don't drink at all. I don't drink any alcohol. Um, but it was treated as a divine gift from the gods. So um, 
I'm going to talk about God. And in the Bible, there's a parable of Jesus turning water into wine. And there's a lot to be said about that because we know that fermentation takes time. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing, you know, you could look into it and say within that act, he was almost controlling time momentarily to ferment that water into wine. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, the power of that. But people drank wine. You know, Jesus drank wine. The gods drank wine. People would worship with wine. They weren't necessarily alcoholics, but they, well, that's to be seen. <laughs> but they were definitely using it as a way to communicate and to show thankfulness to their divine spirits of, you know, whatever. And it's across all, reli- not all religions, but most religions. Mm-hmm. I was distracted, um, not because I wasn't looking for a Bible verse, but I was looking for. <laughs> Uh, details on uh, fermentation and fermented foods and gut health. Yeah. So there's a lot um, about that. There's a lot mm-hmm. about, I mean, number one, everybody thinks of is yogurt. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's fermented. Um, tofu's fermented. Um, kimchi, sauerkraut, you know, the things that were listed, beers, wines, um, kombucha, specifically mm-hmm. made for gut health. You know what I mean? Uh, kimchi is on my list for the future. Yeah, it's not on my list. I not. It's just <laughs> you don't enjoy it. It's just it? not a flavor profile I prefer. Yeah, I hear. I you. went to school with a lot of Korean people, and they ate a lot of kimchi, and I ate a lot of it, but it just it didn't do it for me. I enjoy. I think it's it's actually pretty cool to be able to think about kind of controlling how much or how little. Although every recipe I've run across, it's like. You're making 200 gallons of kimchi, but I'm sure there's a way to yeah. half that by half by half by half by half. Right. <laughs> and it, it was like you opened up with, though, there is definitely a method that can make you very sick if you do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. definitely need to read up on This isn't something that you're like, hey, I'm going to just go dry some herbs or I'm going to throw yeah. something in the freezer. You really need to understand what you're doing and how to use it because... If you don't, you can make yourself very sick. Uh, you can introduce bacteria into you. Um, you know, mold can grow on it very easily because unlike freezing, which we're just going to go over what we've talked about so far, unlike mm-hmm. freezing where you're basically solidifying the water content or drying where you're removing the content, removing it, yeah. you're actually introducing it to this. And so that's the big portion of it, you know, the big issue. Yeah, I was actually reading yesterday on, you know, fermentation, you know, mold versus, and I, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, calm yeast, K-A-H-M. I didn't do the Google on the pronunciation yeah. of it. Um, and, you know, what mold not being good and the yeast um, being okay and normal, right? And so I think one of the biggest things as we lead into this episode um is like any of the, these items when it comes to preserving the food, you can't be afraid to throw something away, yeah. right? So let make let's put that down as a baseline, right? Um, but also let's manage our fear, Batavia, uh, when it comes to trying these things, because you're only going to get better at it if you read on it and then do right. it, right? Oh, read on it, listen to us, and then yeah, there do you it. go. <laughs> um, you know, we, we make sauerkraut and actually we do something terrible when we do sauerkraut, we make the sauerkraut, 
but then we turn around and can the sauerkraut. So we basically oh, yeah, kill yeah. a lot of the nutrition, but we reserve the flavor. And we definitely mm-hmm. keep a portion to eat fresh. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, I've made um, kombucha. Um, I have made wine in the past. Mm-hmm. And I, you all have a recipe uh, similar to the sauerkraut where for your um, pickles, you ferment them, but then you can them as well, right? No, we no? don't can them as well. Do you just, do you just ferment we'll them? We'll get into that in the next episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're fermented, they but then there's more to it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we do can them sometimes. We do multiple things. I mean, there's, they felt like a little bit of gaslighting there, no. but I know you care about me deeply, and I know that you wouldn't intentionally do that, but okay. <laughs> but no, we definitely do a little bit of both. And I mean, that's the thing with all of this is we, we don't, we're not hardcore, like, this is what we do and only this. Now, yeah. there is a fermenting mm-hmm. community that is out of this world, and respect to you, and honestly, fermenting food does have a different flavor, so mm-hmm. there is that. But once we started making the sauerkraut, we learned, hey, we can definitely, and once we learned to make the sauerkraut and can the sauerkraut, Mm -hmm. then now we can grow more cabbage in a time of year where it can be hard to fill out your garden. And cabbage is in particular one of those, well, interestingly enough, cabbage and pickles, right? You know, so pickles, meaning there are only so many ways you're going to eat them fresh and really enjoy them. And they are, it's a crop that puts on a lot, right? Um, Cabbage in that, you know, I mean, again, there's only so many ways that you're going to enjoy it and number of times you're going to enjoy it. And generally, it's not something that preserves well based on some of the other methods we've talked about, you know, or will be talking about. Yeah. So when um, I'm going to just I'm going to hone in on sauerkraut since we're both doing that. And mm-hmm. the method that you use for sauerkraut will help you with um, looking out for ways that you can get um, sick from it, you mm-hmm. know, um, introduce a bacteria. And it's really important that you keep that cabbage submerged in the liquid at all times. Mm-hmm. So what we have is we have a big... Um, Actually, so I used to make kombucha. I don't make it anymore for the simple fact of I couldn't drink it fast enough and I couldn't get the flavor right. So I was always drinking vinegar. Well, yes, all I was drinking was vinegar. So (laughs) I used the same container for that. It's just a big glass. um, They say it's not a crock. It's a jar. It's a big Mm -hmm, jar. mm -hmm. And we put it in there. You fill it with water. You add salt. And then you put something on top of it. Uh, some people use rocks. You can use plates, mm-hmm. anything like that. And just to keep it submerged in the water. And then you're going to come back and you're going to scrape the um, the yeast. And it mm-hmm. may even, and some, I don't know, some literature, it may actually be called mold. I'm not sure. I don't think it's called mold. We're just going to call it yeast for lack of knowledge on my end. But you're going to... Sc- film. The film. The filmy the film, sus- Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. scrape that off every couple of days. And then you're just going to, you know, over the specified time, you're going to start tasting it and seeing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, the reason why I'm not giving you the specific recipe is, one, I don't want to be responsible if you make yourself sick. And two, I can't remember it because I have it written down and I don't have enough space in my head for all this. So, you know, keeping it submerged is really important. Yeah. I um I just was reminded. I feel like I'm forgetting more than I'm remembering yeah. lately. Uh, two years ago, I did a, and I'm looking here to look at the recipe, a fermented jalapeno hot sauce. I loved it. Interesting. Now, 
yeah, it's um, it definitely was something that was refrigerated, you know, as sauerkraut would be if you don't can it. After you finish the fermentation process, it's staying in the refrigerator. Um, but it there's so many things I have to add to my list. This is the problem. I didn't do a food preservation list as far as recipes I wanted to do this year. And now every time I hear something, I'm like, oh, I need to do that yeah. this year. I need to add this to it. Luckily, this time of year, I still have plenty of things like jalapenos. Yeah. Right. You know, so it definitely was. It's I got my recipe from the ball. It's now ballmasonjars.com. Um, and so if you go to the um, links below, you'll see our Amazon list. It's also in the ball book for canning along with a bunch of other oh, recipes. Oh wait, what volume is that? Because there's multiple volumes and they're all well, different. This is true. Well, and I'm not happy about that, so. that. Yeah. Uh, so this was really good and I bring it up especially because um, there is like a little kit that they sell. Right? And again, there are it's been done since 10,000 BC. So there are a bunch of different ways that people have done it without this kit. <laughs> I'm just telling you that the kit made me feel like I was going to do it the right way. So it's a reg- you have a regular uh, quart size jar. That's a 32 ounce, um, 32 ounce size jar. And then they have like this spring, this metal spring. Um, and then you have the, like a plastic, a gray plastic top. And so that's the idea of keeping whatever that food is submerged under the water. That's what the whole spring system is supposed to Damn, do. Damn, I just use a rock. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it was probably like less than $10. So it's not a, like a real expense. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think I bought the jar because I got a plenty of them. I think they just sell the lid, the plastic lid that has a little burp flip uh, or lip and then the spring so that's one way i've seen people use kind of they're even like weighted product products that are sold that you can put to keep it submerged but that's one of the biggest things that as i read on this over these last few years that I, that came away from it you want to make sure whatever that is and that's why you're a part of why you're checking it you know every day to make sure that, that whatever that product is whatever yeah. that vegetable is uh, whatever that item is is continually submerged well that and the fermentation process it's it's alive so you have to feed it. Um, it's a lie. It is. And so I, I forgot to mention, I don't know how, if, we, we make sourdough too. Our sourdough oh, yeah, starter yeah. we have now is like five years old at this point. So, you know, we'll be able to pass that starter down to David over the years. And there's people that have hundred year sourdough starters and stuff like that. They've been taking care of. I don't, through. I don't understand that. So it's sourdough is um, you make it and you feed it flour. And then you mm-hmm. keep it in your refrigerator and then you pull a portion out um, and then you bake with it. But you're always using that sourdough. Once you start it, you're keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. So you never, in theory, as long as you take care of it right, it never dies. You'll always have it for the future. How old are the, is the one that you five guys have years. Now? We started it five years ago. And I mean, we bake with it every couple of weeks. We make loaves of bread with it, um, pretzels, all kinds of delicious things. But... <clears throat> It's alive. You have to feed it. Mm-hmm. It's an it's an mm-hmm. organism. So it's the same thing. And that's what produces these vitamins. You know, it's like it mm-hmm. said in the, mm-hmm. in the thing I read that um, there's microorganisms in it. So the kombucha, same thing. It's alive. You've got to feed it. You've got to keep it going. And kombucha is one, too, um, that's really interesting because you can actually see the it's called a scoby grow on the top and it's so gross mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you want to talk yeah. about fire for a compost pile get you some scobies <laughs> get you some scobies 
there is the adult in me is trying to push back the child like response of like this is a little bit freaky to me even the idea that i'm checking and 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 skimming off film on you know this jar that has cabbage and i'm thinking like i could have already pan fried this cabbage and been done with it but no but it's very intentional that's not the the goal it's totally wild i mean if you think about it you're literally have another pet in your house that you have to take care of and you have to feed and then you're like balancing like nutrition with alcohol with bacteria Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and keeping Mm -hmm. it clean it's got to breathe you can't just put a top on and shut it i mean you've got to do all these things you know you said you have the spring top i use a rock you know a Mm -hmm, rock and a plate mm -hmm. that's what i use and so Mm -hmm. moving forward this year we plan if we get more cabbages we're actually going to get like a legit crock to make it out of that's made for it i'll still use my rock i like my rock it's good rock it's my friend it's my pet rock (laughs) (laughs) but i mean fermenting is it's i mean it's ten thousand years so you know we said that drying was fourteen thousand years old fermenting is twelve thousand years old um it's not just for hippies (laughs) <laughs> Am I dating myself by saying no, that? No, you're not. I feel like I feel like there is definitely um a resurgence, if you will, right, you know, in the last maybe ten years. What do you what do you think? Um, well, I think you're embarking on a whole nother episode that I would love to talk oh, about. Um here but no, go. you no, I'm talking about the resurging of mm-hmm. all of this stuff of health, of nutrition. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll go briefly in the 80s. It was all about frozen food, low fat food. You know, you're going to have a stroke, heart attack, blah, blah, blah. But you got to have it quick, easy, storable, preserved forever. And then in the 90s, it kind of got a little bit less. And then in 2000s, it's kind of come back to more natural. Um, I think, you know, I don't look at fermenting foods as being one with my body and include. I mean, I definitely think there's benefits of the nutrition. I look at it as flavor. Like, I enjoy mm-hmm. to eat these foods. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, hippie, granola, whatever you want to call it, is fine. But I think there's benefits to it. And it depends how you look at it. I mean, look, you can say it's coming back, but people have been drinking beer and it ain't slowed down for 12,000 years. This is true. This is true. I, I think maybe um, kind of more commercial, more, you know, mainstream, more this is what someone's doing at their home. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I think there are probably a lot more people that are making sauerkraut at home than are making beer. But I could be wrong. Beer, making um, beer is got a big um, resurgence. And we were talking about preserving drinks earlier. And mm-hmm, that was one mm-hmm. thing is um, they now make home canning kits for like a legit can that you can put drinks in oh, and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know that there are some small businesses. Micro brews are everywhere. You know. I mean, who mm-hmm, the hell drinks a Budweiser? Mm-hmm. Now everybody wants the you know, whatever, crazy name beer. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things too where it's a marketing dream because people are scared of it. And then when it comes down to it, like for kombucha, for instance, you can buy a SCOBY that's dried, but you can Hmm. also go to the store and buy unsweetened kombucha tea and make your own SCOBY Uh, in a week's time, two weeks' time. And then do it Um, yourself. And I think that's the benefit of it because then you're raising it and you're learning about it ahead of time instead of getting wasting your money. You know what I mean? I was going to say, I'm all but certain I saw kombucha um, at Aldi, which is, you know, generally a discount grocery store. 
And it's like, it's all the rave if it's an Aldi, you know, because they're actually pretty hip. I'm a, Well, it's a German a store and um, mm, fermenting mm-hmm. beer, point. Germany. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sauerkraut, Germany. Yep. You know, here we go. You know what I'm saying? So there's a reason why they have that kind of stuff. Um, mm. You know, I think tofu was... I don't even know when it was fermented, but they literally, it was just like the beer. They left it in a pot with water and then they had tofu, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. stumbled into it, as I like yeah, to say, fell right into it. So, I mean, fermenting is all about keeping it wet, keep it wet, keep it submerged, let it breathe, feed it and follow the directions. Everybody find somebody you trust like a website or something, um, food preservation, um, you know, and just follow those directions. And until next time. I feel like if you're listening to this episode, it's worth your while to go to the video to look at my face as being close to us out here. (laughs) If you know, you know. Um, See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.